Welcome to JD Inspo Podcast. I am your host, Janae Dempsey. JD Inspo Podcast is a safe space for women all around to come together to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted. Most importantly, we will talk about self-care, self-love, and many ways you can elevate to the highest version of yourself. So sit back, relax, and tune in. Hello, you guys. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 8 of JD Inspo Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, be sure to follow me on Instagram at JD Inspo underscore to stay connected with me and to see more of what I do. Today's podcast episode is titled as Grief Comes in Waves. And shortly what I'm going to talk about is my experience with grief and two experiences that are very significant in the grieving process. So we're going to dive into that shortly. And I felt like it was appropriate to talk about grief right now, especially as we are going into the holiday season. And, you know, if you're not aware, I have shared that back in 2016, I lost my mom to stage for breast cancer. And that was quite a journey for me. And at least every season of my podcast, I I try to talk about grief because I know that is a continuous thing that's always going to be experienced. It's going to be something that, you know, just never goes away. It's permanent and here to stay. But I love to talk about it because it does help me to process my grief. And I just hope that someone else can relate to it. I think it's so important to be mindful as we're going into this holiday season to definitely be supportive to those who, you know, may be having a trying time with dealing with their whole grieving process for those who are fairly new to it, those who have been in you know, been in it for years, whatever the case may be, just make sure you show up for those people, especially in this time. So we're going to dive into that shortly. So over the weekend, I had a chance to do an event that I, you know, pretty much shared on my previous podcast episodes that I told you about. And it was pretty much an empowerment and reflection event. And I enjoy any time that I have the opportunity to use my voice and pour into the lives of others. That is my passion. That is my purpose. That is what I love. And you know, everything that I've been through helped shape me to be the person that I am today and to be able to share my testimony. So I am forever grateful and humble for that opportunity that I always am given to just speak and pour into the lives of others. And I was really grateful about the speech that I gave. Now, I am getting to a better space where, you know, I don't have to really prepare for speeches like I used to in the past. I feel like it's something that I'm naturally, you know, learning and it's, you know, I'm always talking, so I feel like it comes to me naturally now versus in the beginning where I feel like I always had to overthink it or plan or write out. But now I feel like because I know what my gift is and I've been doing this for some time, it's coming to me naturally. So I do love that and I do embrace it. I'm not as shy anymore with the public speaking, so I'm always grateful for those opportunities. But it was a really good time and, you know, people were really, you know, glad about the speech that I gave. So I was, you know, forever happy about that because I always say to myself, if I don't get to to do anything else for myself at the end of the day and you know in those moments where I give speeches or whatever I do I'm grateful that I was able to do something for not just one person but multiple people so I am just grateful for where God has me and this is my gift to just show up because I want to help other people show up you know just as much and you know I've also had people reach out to me to ask me when I was going to do an event and people keep asking me about my women empowerment brunches so full transparency I am starting a new job um um, this 
month actually on Monday and I need to see what that transition will look like for me and once I have a clearer census of that I can kind of move forward with things so I still am going to host a virtual event in December just so I can have like a month to get used to my job because it's a you know whole completely different transition and I want to do something in December so I will try to make you know make it work with putting something out soon so you guys can see details of that so again make sure you follow me at JD Inspo on Instagram so you can see details details of that I'll also share it on my you know upcoming podcast episodes as well as time goes on but you know I do want to do something before the year is out and as far as hosting a um, women's brunch I am not too sure when I'll do that yet but it's something I definitely want to do next year I do want to you know hold firm to that I just have to see how things play out so please be patient with me um, but I thank everyone who has been supporting me in this journey and JD Inspo podcast is at 3.6k listens. I cannot thank you guys enough because my podcast would not be in existence without you, without you tuning in, if you're telling a friend or whatever the case may be. I genuinely and wholeheartedly appreciate it. Now, after I put out next week's podcast episode, because I do have a special guest coming on who is a dear close friend of mine, Courtney Hill, and you know, I met her back in 2016 when I started my first job fresh out of you know undergrad and we built such a close connection but she has so many things amazing things going on that she's going to actually share and dive into next week so she's going to come on but what I was saying is that after I put that podcast episode out next week there might be a break in between because of my new job that I have to start so that's why I was glad that I had the opportunity to be consistent with putting out podcast episodes every week and I was saying to myself at first I was like huh I'm putting out new podcast episodes every week but it's not giving people time to listen to you know the other ones and I know people will eventually but I just know that I might take a break in between once I start this new job so I wanted to stay consistent if the opportunity presented itself to do so so make sure you check in you know next week so you can tune into that podcast episode as well so while we are on the subject of grief which is the topic for you know today's episode I want to talk about that series on Netflix that I think maybe someone has watched or multiple people has watched if you're listening from scratch. Like when I say that show had my eyes bloodshot red, you guys, I was crying terribly. Like I did not know it would have me like that. I probably shed light tears on shows, but not one such as this they did a phenomenal job with that that I feel like they could have really conduced that into a movie and put it in theaters that's how good it was I'm not exaggerating and I really don't want to share details about it too much just because I want to give someone who has not had the opportunity to watch it to check it out it's pretty popular people have been talking about it but it's called from scratch um and you know in short I'll say it's about a girl who falls in love with this guy and then there's so many different things that go into it but as you go deeper into the series, you just start to see certain things that unfold. But it was a very touching, you know, show. I resonated with it for a lot of reasons. And I want you to see that for yourself. But definitely check it out. It's a really good, you know, series that they put on Netflix. I kind of binge watched it. And it was crazy because I had literally finished watching the last few episodes before I gave my speech on Saturday. And when I looked at myself like Friday night, my eyes were like so puffy and swollen 
struggling from crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would watch this before I have to do a speech on Saturday, but I was fine by the time Saturday came. But I was glad that I had the opportunity to watch that show. And if you know me, I am not one who watches TV as much as other people do, but I will watch it if there's something really intriguing that's catching my interest or people are talking about it. I then want to see it, but I would definitely say, you know, check it out if you have not. Um, so, you know, definitely, you know, prepare yourself for this episode. We're going to dive into a few things. I'm going to share my experiences and let's get started. All right, you guys, let's dive into today's episode, Grief Comes in Waves. So if you're not aware, I have shared this in previous podcast episodes. I am coming out with a third book, and this one is about grief and loss. And I started writing this book earlier this year, and then I kind of took a break because I wasn't in the best space. And writing this book is just completely different from my other two books because, of course, my other two books are about growth and, you know, things of that nature. But this book is completely different because it's about grief and loss. And I feel like, honestly, I have to be in the best mental space to write this book because I'm writing out my process to, you know, everything that came in my grieving journey and currently what it stands for. And, you know, I feel like honestly, I'll probably put this book out sometime next year. I'm not rushing myself with this process. I'm going to definitely give it time. I'm going to let God lead me in this transition because it is tough. And, you know, I just want to make sure I give it my all with this book because I know it's going to be helpful to other people in their grieving journey. So I'll share a quick brief part of it that I wrote about um, just to kind of segue into, you know, today's episode. And it says, There are still some things I wish I could have done differently that day before my mother passed. That other part of grieving that no one really talks about, the reality of wishing things could have been done differently. The part of grief that tremendously hurts is when you constantly wrestle with yourself for some time about what you could have done. You think of how you would have hugged that person tighter and told them a few more times that you love them. Or you would have not gone one place that particular day and stayed with them if you could. Some scenarios play in our heads while grieving the person that is no longer here. Now that you have a sense of what happened, this explains my very reasoning for writing this book. Writing this book was not easy because it brings up unpleasant moments in my life that I did not want to experience. Also, I had to go through my grieving process while writing this book, which is also not a great feeling. But more importantly, I know someone like you needed this book to help you get through this journey of grief and loss. And, you know, before I got to that part that I shared, I kind of dived fully into what that whole process looked like in the process of losing my mom. So, you know, it always is tough for me to talk about grief, but I feel like it has to be talked about. It is an uncomfortable conversation. It's unpleasant, but it does help me and I want to help other people as well. So I feel like there's, you know, so many different avenues with grief, but I'm going to talk about two different things that I have experienced and am going through. It's that physical grief that you experience when the person is still here and you're trying to process that. And then it's also that grief that you experience when the person is no longer here. And depending on if you've had someone that you really, truly loved and, you know, they're severely sick, you know exactly what I'm talking about and you can resonate with this. Or you probably are going through this current phase of your life and can resonate with this. 
this. So I hope it helps. And honestly, I am not an expert when it comes to grief. I just speak from experience and everything being my testimony. Nothing is made up. Nothing is fabricated. I'm not guessing what the process looks like. I'm literally talking about my process and what that looked like for me. So I hope it helps someone. So, you know, grieving someone who is physically here and knowing that timing is very limited, it's a tough thing to accept, right? And I think knowing that you don't have much time to make as many memories as you would like to is another tough thing to accept. And when you just know that, you know, what was and no longer is, that's the toughest process of it all, right? It's no other easy way to say it. Knowing that you have to make the best time that you have before it slips out your hand is really the hardest, right? And I went through all those transitions. And when I tell you they were the hardest, hardest experiences of my life, that was like really a trying time for me. And, you know, in the experience to, you know, my mom's passing, like in the physical sense that I'm discussing right now, it was very hard to know that she was no longer going to be with me at some point. I didn't know what day, what time that would be that God would take her back home. But I just knew that it was coming. And, you know, that process in that moment, you say to yourself, like, you know, it's going to happen. But when it actually happens, baby, let me tell you, it's a different feeling that is unmatched. And, you know, I keep something sacred when it comes to my grieving process, but I'm also open to sharing different things. And, I'll never forget the day when me and my mom were coming from uh, the hospital. And this was before she had went and got a second opinion. And I remember the doctor saying to her, you know, your mom has one long left. And I was very devastated because I remember like hearing that. But I also looked over at my mom and seeing her crying and her saying, God, don't count me out. God, don't count me out. And it took so much out of me uh, to, you know, just not break down and cry. But I was like, you know what, Janae, be strong. Because that was all I knew for my mom was to be strong because she was fighting. And, you know, I don't know why my heart feels so heavy, you guys. I guess when I talk about this, it's tough. Um, But, you know, every part of me just wanted to be strong and try to just say, no, there's got to be something else. And I was just like, you know what? let's just get out of here, mom. Let's, you know, go get your medications from the pharmacy. But as I'm driving, my mind is just racing because I'm looking at my mom over there, you know, on the passenger side and she just looks so depleted and so drained. And my heart just felt heavy because it's like, God, no, I really don't want you to count her out. I want you to hear her. She's saying like, don't count her out. And I'll never forget, you know, going to the pharmacy that day and as I was getting out of the car and I looked at my mom and I was like, you know, she was crying and I was like, mom, I'm going to go in here and get your medications. But guys, that was like literally the first time I broke down and cried in front of my mom because in that moment, I had a hard time trusting God. And I was saying to myself, we went through all this, God, like, why do you have to keep giving us more things to bear? And my mom just kept apologizing. I didn't want her to apologize. But like, guys, I was being so strong. I cried silently. Like I had my moments where I cried. Like, you know how you have a really loud cry, but you hold it in silently because you don't want anyone to hear you. And this was back at the time when I was staying at my mom's house. And I would have those moments because I never wanted to see my mom. I never wanted my mom to see me in that space. And it was tough because I wanted to be really strong for her. But in that moment when I was getting out the car to go get her medications out the pharmacy, I just, I couldn't take it. I had a hard time. 
And I had to tell myself, like, Janae, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. Like, this is tough. And the many other times and the many other moments I had with my mom in her last days, like, even when I would, you know, get in a shower with her and I would wash her hair and watch clumps of her hair come out. Now, my mom had really pretty long hair. She had, like, nice Indian hair. Um, so... After that transition happened to me getting in the shower with her, washing her hair and seeing clumps of her hair come out, I never cried, but I always remained, you know, remained strong, even though it hurt because it's like, I made sure my mom knew she was the most beautiful person to me in the world. And watching her go through that transition just hurt me so deeply. Like it was a cut that was just unbearable and gushing out with blood. That's what it felt like. And that was tough. And then there was also a time where my mom, you know, really wanted to go have lunch one day. So that's what we did. We went ahead and we, you know, got lunch together. And she still wasn't feeling that well that day. But we always had our lunch dates even before she got sick. And she was like, nay, I just want to go get some lunch. So I'm like, okay. We went and got lunch. And she was like, I want to go to the park, but I'm really tired. I just want to sit in the car and let the window, you know, be down and catch the breeze. I'm like, yeah, mom, sure, anything. And every time, guys, I fought with tears, like just holding them in because it just hurt me. But whatever my mom wanted, I was doing in that moment. And, you know, we were in the car. We were just like laughing. We were taking pictures. I I wanted her to kind of just, you know, take focus off of everything that was going on. I just wanted her to feel good in that moment. And we did just that. We sang oldies music in the car breeze coming through I remember the trees that day like kids running around like it's clear as day as yesterday and I still have those pictures in my phone that I looked at and I always did whatever I could to make my mom you know feel special you know I knew it was tough for her to accept the physical changes but I always did whatever I could to make her feel good in that moment because that was my mom it didn't matter what physical change she was going to through she was still the most beautiful mom I ever met and seen in my life and no one was going to say anything different about that But those physical changes were a lot. And I was still trying to grieve at the same time because, you know, I just felt like her timing was limited. She went and got a second opinion and, you know, everything did work out. She did have a new doctor she was seeing. And then they did get to that point where they said it was nothing else that they could do. And I remember the thing that still, you know, hurts me till this day. I had this whole big plan in mind to play my mom a whole surprise. Well, not even a surprise party, but a party, you guys. And it still hurts till this day because I was right there with having this party for her, like planning the catering, doing everything I could. I got my whole family down here from South and little did I know she would leave that same weekend and we didn't even get time. I remember her laying on a couch. I remember us talking about it. I was like, mom, what color dress you want to wear? And she was like, lavender. I was like, okay. And what kind of food do you want at your party? Everything she wanted, I was going to make sure it was there for her. And it really hurt me and it cut me deep because like, I know God has to call people back home, but I just wish he would allow me to do that special thing for her. That was the last thing I wanted to do if it was nothing else I was going to be able to do for my mom. And it's just so coincidental how everything worked out because my mom passed away that same weekend that her siblings came down and everyone was around her. My mom was around nothing but love in her last few days. And I'm, you know, forever grateful for that. Um, but you know, I kind of took away the main thing I should be talking about, but I wanted to share that with you guys and full transparency because I don't talk about it as much. And going back to what I said, it's just like, when you know, you don't have that much time, it hurts. It cuts very deep. 
And that experience in those last days was like really a trying time for me. I just knew it would be any day. Me and my siblings knew that. And, you know, in a small amount of ways, I was prepared for that transition. And then it was just other times I wasn't. I wasn't ready to accept that, you know, God would be calling her home soon. But I knew that, you know, she couldn't stay here forever in pain. That's unfair for me to want her here. And honestly, I always felt like I was on eggshells with getting through each day because I didn't know what to expect. Do you know what it's like to just wake up? I'm trying not to cry, but do you know what it's like to just wake up every day hoping that you don't get a call and, you know, you say, yes, I got through this day. They didn't call me. Nothing's wrong. I can go see her. And I remember going to work that day um, on my mom's passing. I talked to my aunt like six o'clock in the morning because I had to be to work at seven. And I was asking her if my mom was awake. She was like, no, as soon as she gets up, like, I'll have her call you. I'm like, okay, perfect. And little did I know in that two minutes of me getting off the phone my aunt and my aunt calling me back, she's like, nay, I think you need to come see your mom. And in that moment, I was just like, why? Because I wanted her to be direct to tell me that my mom passed. And she just kept saying, I think you should come see your mom. And I fell out my car that day because I was devastated. Like, when I say it hits you... It hits you like no other, even though you prepared for the whole process. Um, it's really hard to try to be there for a person while you know you're losing them at the same time. I'm not going to act like it's easy because it wasn't for me. And if you are going through that process and that journey, I'm so sorry you have to go through it. And it's not an easy process. You have to process it how you will and take it day by day. I don't have any special tools to tell you of how to do it, but I can share my experience in hopes that it helps you. And, you know, being strong goes on for so long, but it can only go but so far. So I had my breaking moment where I couldn't be strong anymore because that day I got out the car to get my mom's medications. I broke down. I couldn't hold in those tears anymore because my feelings were hurt. So it was a very trying thing. And, you know, it's tough because you try to make the best of the moments when that person is physically here. But it's tough because at the same time, you're losing them. And when you just honestly know that, you know, it's out of your control, it's just very, very tough to accept. It's the toughest thing to accept. I have no other way to say it. And, you know, if you're spiritual like me, your emotions can tend to be all over the place and you start to question God. Was I questioning God? Yes. I was saying things to God like, God, why mama? Why do you have to let her go? Find something else. I was mad at God for a point of my life and in that season of my life because it was just like, you know, God, you don't give us more than we can bear. And with cancer, this is more than my mom can bear. She wants to be here. So I was mad at God for some time and, you know, I'm not mad anymore, but it was really tough for me to accept and I really wanted God to just not have counted her out. And physically grieving someone is like the toughest thing that you could ever experience. And I, you know, don't even know how I got through those days because when I say that was nothing but God watching over me, that was nothing but God watching over me. And the physical grieving process, it was just, you know, tough and hard to handle. And, you know, the other experience I had to go through next, of course, you know, was actually grieving the loss of my mom. Um, I'm going to stop here for a quick sec because I am, you know, kind of emotional. And then I'm going to dive into the second segment of just like what that process looked like in my grieving process currently with, you know, the loss of my mom. 
All right, you guys, I'm back. I had to take a quick intermission. So I want to talk about the second part of grief, which is actually losing the person. So, you know, in the process of preparing for a funeral, you don't really get time to grieve. I feel like you do that process afterwards because, you know, when it was time to plan my mom's funeral, that's all I thought about was just planning her funeral. So I really feel like the grief part didn't start kicking in until after her funeral had happened. And, you know, once the funeral is over, that's when I feel like you really start to go through your whole grieving process. And, you know, it's so important to hold on to those special things that you can always be reminded of, you know, in that whole process, you know, especially when it comes to a loved one. And so the main things that I took with me from my mom's place at the time was her photo albums. Um, There was a dress that she wore when she was in remission from cancer. And I have that in my closet. And then I also had found one of her journals that she wrote in. And, you know, I never shared this journal entry with anyone, but I'm going to you know, read it, uh, just full transparency. So she wrote this journal entry on September 30th of 2014. So it says, going to leave to go get chemo soon. I hope I will feel great after like last week. Chemo is all right, I guess. I was going to say it sucks, but honestly, it's helping me to get better. Nay is here with me and that is good today. How nice. And my nurse is very nice as well. This place is popular. There are so many people here. Thanks, God, for sending me to this place. And I didn't know about this journal entry until after my mom passed away. She never told me she was even writing about her whole process. Um, And it really broke me down when I seen that she was just glad that I was able to come with her to, you know, that appointment that day. I went to a midst of many, you know, appointments for her, but this one she wrote about and I was just you know grateful to see that so those are memories that I will just always forever cherish that just you know genuinely mean a lot to me and you know I'm never gonna let go of those things and I think the other thing that my mom left me with is this old soul because I am a person I am like addicted to oldies music now when my mom used to listen to it at the time when I was a kid in the car It used to drive me crazy, you guys. And now I just appreciate it so much. And, you know, that really does help my grieving process a lot when I listen to oldies music because it takes me back to those times of just being around her, her playing that music in the house when she was cleaning up, you know, the rides we would take together. So I'm like forever grateful that, you know, I have those memories and, you know, oldies music is something that helps me through my grieving process as well. And what I will say is that, you know, grief feels like a permanent place of hurt. And, you know, unfortunately, it is here to stay, you know, it's something we can do to alleviate that feeling, you know, or what it's like. You know, as much as we want to avoid it, you know, or have it go away, it won't. And when you try to avoid your grieving process, it makes things worse. And I will say that because I, you know, had a point in time in my grieving process where I was trying to avoid everything, avoid crying, avoid feeling anything. And that only made it worse. And it was that, you know, I needed to actually feel it and go through the motions so that I could, you know, get the microurban process a little bit better. I'm not going to say you completely get over anything, but it gets better when you actually accept it and allow yourself to go through the motions of it. And you have to be willing to sit through it to get through it. There's really no other way to say it. And that's in 
whatever way works for you. It's not anything that I can necessarily say to help you, but whatever way it works for you to get through your grieving process, do it that way. And honestly, I wouldn't say it gets easier as time goes on, but you do become stronger in ways. And I'll say that for myself. Um, I feel like, you know, it has not been easy. It's been quite a journey. My feelings are still hurt, but I feel like mentally I've gotten stronger in my grieving process you know each year brings something different different emotions come forth and things like that but I feel like you know I have gained a sense in me to be much stronger than what I you know was in the beginning when I first started out because the first year 2016 and 2017 was very tough my first mother's day first holidays without my mom those were like extremely tough for me to accept and kind of go through and I had one point in time I think it was the first mother's day or the second mother's day of the year I couldn't remember and I literally stayed in bed all day guys I did not shower I didn't do anything nothing in me allowed me to get up and get out of bed I felt like I was in a deep phase of depression and I do it was my grieving process more than anything but that was just like a trying time for me you know that first year and that second year and I would say as like the third and fourth year came in it started to you know get a little bit lighter but guys it's still a heavy thing to like process and deal with I don't know how I'm going to be feeling around you know this holiday season because I feel like it's always you know just different emotions that I experience. Um, another thing that I carry the tradition of is like um, Christmas holidays. That was like my mom's favorite holiday and Thanksgiving was, but Christmas is the only holiday that I will decorate for in my house. Um, and, you know, I carry the tradition of that because that was my mom's hands down favorite holiday and she went all out. So I normally do that and I cook a big dinner for, you know, me and my sister as well. So those are kind of the things that help me through the holiday time, through my grieving process, you know, and things like that. That's why I said whatever works for you, do it in that process to help you. So um, there was something that I seen on Facebook and I wanted to share it. And it says, grief doesn't just show up the day they die. Grief shows up on a random Monday night. Grief shows up in aisle five at the grocery store. Grief shows up when their favorite song comes on the radio. Grief shows up at the dining room table. Grief shows up at your graduation and wedding. Grief shows up in every delivery room when they aren't by your side or in pictures. Grief shows up on those sleepless nights. Grief shows up when the phone rings and it isn't them. Grief shows up when you go to dial their number and realize they'll never answer again. Grief shows up time and time again, always unexpected and never invited. Grief doesn't just show up the day they die. And I think only people who are going through a grieving process and have actually lost someone can resonate with it. And I feel like in all these ways, I have resonated with some type of grief around those things that I shared. You know, I was just at the nail salon last week and I was sitting there while my nails were drying. Um, I was having flashbacks of just like my mom and things like that. And I was completely in a daze. So if someone was probably trying to talk to me, I wasn't paying them any mind because I was completely in a daze with flashbacks. And, you know, I remember going to the dentist one day and a song came on and I had a whole breakdown in the car for like a good 30 minutes. It does happen at the most random times with grief. Like you can be reminded of just, you know, walking down an aisle and seeing something that reminds you of that loved one or a familiar scent, whatever. But I feel like, you know... It is tough to accept. It is hard to go through the emotions of it. 
But more than anything, I can say don't avoid it because it makes the process much harder. You know, you will experience grief, like I said, at the most random times. You're going to have, you know, constant flashbacks, which I feel like is a thing when it comes to, you know, grieving. And when it comes, let it flow, run its course, but don't avoid it. I'll say that again. When it comes, let it flow and run its course, but don't avoid it because then it makes the process, you know, much harder. And, you know... I think that, you know, you really have to be patient with yourself and take all the time you need through your grieving process. There's no set manual or guide to get through the process of grieving. It's literally whatever you make it out to be. And I think once you have a clear understanding of your process and what it looks like, that makes it a better experience for you to get through your grieving process. You're going to have so many people offer their opinions and, you know, what they think is best. But honestly, you have to figure out what is best for you. I had to figure out what worked for me in my grieving process. It wasn't anything that anyone could say to me or tell me to help me through that process. But once I was able to find those outlets and things that helped me, such as music, having, you know, her text messages, her voicemails and things like that, that is what helps me the most. Now, the voicemails are like super hard for me to listen to. I listen to my mom's voicemails at least, you know, once a year. And I just love to be able to hear her voice. And I love when she says, I love you, because she never forgot to do that. You know, whether she was leaving a voicemail or calling me, my mom never forgot to say, like, I love you. So I listen to her voicemails once a year because it is hard to just listen to in general. Like when she would leave me voicemails, asking me if I wanted to go to lunch, because I told you guys we used to have a lot of lunch dates and stuff. But I feel like I did everything I could before my mom's passing to make to make well I'm getting stumbled in my words I felt like I did everything my mom's passing for her to know how much I appreciated her as a mother how well she did with us and you know I I appreciate it so much more now because like you know it helped me to be the woman that I am today I mean it is unfortunate because she hasn't even been here to see half of the woman that I become in my growth journey and you know that's the part that hurts and I know people always say oh well she's with you in the physical um in the spiritual room but it's nothing like wanting her here you know in the physical room and to just see my uh growth journey and kind of where I'm at but you know I pray constantly every day you know and I know she's keeping me guarded and protected more than anything but overall what I will say is definitely take time with your grieving process acknowledge it for what it is don't avoid those uneasy feelings I know it's uncomfortable I know it's not an easy journey and whatever that process looks like for you do just that if you have to put your phone on silence and you know not answer calls or text messages all day do that if you need an outlet and someone to talk to do just that if you need God you know you want to pray do just that do what works for you because like I said I'm not an expert when it comes to grieving but I can share my experiences and hopes that it'll help someone else in their journey as well. So I know this was kind of a, you know, heavy podcast episode, but I wanted to make sure I talked about this because, you know, with the holiday seasons approaching, it's a very trying time for those who are dealing with some form of grief. And I wanted to, you know, make sure I put this out as the holidays are approaching. But thank you so much for tuning in to JD Inspo Podcast. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at JD Inspo underscore to stay connected 
it with me. Be sure to tell a friend and, you know, make sure you reach out to those who are going through that process. Send them a quick text to say, hey, I'm thinking of you through this holiday season. I know it may not be easy, but I'm here if you need me or I'm praying for you, whatever, because those little things just mean a lot to people who are going through that process. But take care until we meet again. All right, you guys, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and some ratings and feedback on this podcast episode. Also, be sure to share with family and friends as well and take care until we meet again. Thank you.